Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Sterling Davis. Sterling has gone from rapping to trapping, and it's usually the other way around. Sterling Davis has been trained by some of the best women to do TNR and animal rescue. His nonprofit focuses on educating and serving communities and breaking the stereotype of black men in animal rescue, especially with cats. As Sterling says, nothing wrong with chasing tail, fellas. So Sterling, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> wow, it's a pleasure to have you. You are you are an up and coming fella. I see you on Facebook all the time, and I think that the work that you're doing is absolutely fantastic and great. But I wanted to find out from you when did you actually get started trapping cats, and and why did you get involved? I've been dealing with cats. I'd have to say for a long time. Animals. I've always been an animal lover. I, uh, I became a vegetarian around 11 or 12 years old, and it wasn't, it had nothing to do with diet. Nobody else in my family was a vegetarian. It was literally about my love for animals. So I've been involved around animals and loving them forever, but it wasn't until about five or six years ago I started working with a shelter in between um, waiting for tour. Cause I, like you said before, I did music. So in between tours, I, Went to a shelter to work for a second and got hooked on the TNR program in the cats. Where exactly are you located? Atlanta, Georgia. And so when you have been in the area, what are your general impressions about community cats? And then also your thoughts about trying to get black men more involved in animal rescue? In my area, that was one of the issues that I saw quickly was men and as uh, the black community with animal rescue, especially with cats. That was one of the boys that I saw during my training. I started off just scooping litter boxes and everything. And uh, the CEO of the company at the time let me know that she wanted me, that I was good with people. And she thought that I would be great for outreach and TNR program leading that off. And when I went to my training, I trained with uh, best friends. And when I went there, I realized that I was the only me there. I didn't know how to see anybody <laughs> else. So I was like, man, I got to I gotta feel it's a void because if cats are just looked at as a single woman, single ladies thing, then, you know, we're missing ideas and the efforts and the donations and volunteering of men in the black community. So that's one of the main things, the voids that I saw, and I wanted to jump right on quick. And it's not just in Atlanta. I've, I've been able to see this most places. Right. No, I would say in general, if you go to any conference out there, you know, it's going to be filled with 70% women. I would say in the C-suite at the, the CEO level of the larger organizations, you will see a fair amount of men in those positions, but pretty much white men in general. The workforce is definitely full of of women. And then also that volunteer core that we have, who are really the people that are dealing with community cats, has that, I hate to say it, but the crazy cat lady moniker. And it needs to be everybody. Everybody feels empowered to be able to help community cats. And I think that's one of the things that, that you're bringing to the table, which is that 
helping community cats, TNR and cats is something that everybody can do. You don't have to be involved with the shelter. You don't have to be a certain type of person. It's something that we should just all be doing because it's the right thing to do for the cats. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. You don't lose. You don't lose cool points for compassion. And that's something that, like you said, with the old with the crazy cat lady deal, that's I really want to get rid of that because it's not one person's job. It's not about a a sex or race or age. uh, Compassion is everybody's job. So it's something that I definitely think as far as the younger generation or pop culture they haven't been into it as much. And that's one of the things I want to do. I really want to make it cool and let, let people know that it's not something that lacks masculinity or makes you crazy because you love cats. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a team of folks that are working with you or is, is this your, your own thing at this point in time? Right now it's my own thing. I have a lot of people that's been interested since I started. I've had a lot of people reach out to me. I've currently teamed up with Jabba Cats Cafe. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, in Atlanta and what we're what we're doing is we want to show the complete TNR uh process and it so basically with me with Trap King I can do the TNR show the process of how that's done taking the uh, cat to the shelter getting spayed neutered vaccinated and then the process of having them adopted through Java Cats our next uh, uh, Java Cats is opening up a second location in Marietta, and that location will actually be a Java Cats and Trap King location. That's fantastic. Um, we had Hayden Hilton on the Community Cats podcast, oh, probably about six or eight months ago. And if you just go to the communitycatspodcast.com website and in the search bar put uh, Java Cats or Hayden Hilton, you can listen to that show. It was great finding out how to start and run Cat Cafe. It's amazing how they're sprouting up all around the country. And I'm a firm believer in having community cat centers. I think we're Mm -hmm. at this point where we need those in every community to be able to provide information that you're talking about right now. And the Cat Cafe model might be just the place to do that. I, I agree. That was one of the reasons why Hayden and I teamed up is because her approach, cat cafes are a different approach just for people to go and interact with the cats. And I think that's that's another thing that I want to get out, just different avenues and approaches to let people know that um, you can interact with cats and it's, it's fun, it's cool. It doesn't have to be just a specific type of people. So her approach, Java Cats approach, a cat, any cat cafe, I think just different approach will draw different attention. And that's that's more attention for the cats. So when you're when you're in Atlanta, I would assume as the word gets out about you, more people call you about different colonies and stuff. Are you doing these educational programs to try and teach folks how to do this trapping on their own? Or are you oh. are you the man on the streets doing all the trapping? <laughs> well, I'm trying <laughs> the goal is to teach everyone that they can do it on their own. I mean, everybody does want the king to come out and, and do some trapping, but what I, you know, when I first come out, the first things that I do is to let people know, is to educate, let people know that they can do it on their own. I usually speak and do presentations for the HOA or the, comp- mm-hmm. the apartment complex that I'm in. I usually do presentations and teach them, show them exactly what I'm doing, let them know the whole process, and inform them that they can do it as well. Because that's that's the main thing I want people to know that you don't have to be uh, a trap king, you don't have to be me in order to do it. I want people to understand that it's fun and it, and it can be done. It can be rewarding in a lot of different ways. So if I could show that, 
that's the main thing outside of yeah people do just call and say no we want you to come we right. <laughs> i know i can, but i want you to come <laughs> we want we want the full service yeah we want the full service so i'm trying to get people at the new location i'll be doing a lot of tnr classes as well as cat nutrition classes at our new location and just getting people more involved and letting them know that they can do it on their own as well. It's not anything special other than just love and passion for it that you want to do it. So that's what it is with me. Many of our listeners are trappers around the country and they are always hungry for information and tips on uh, successful trapping tips. Do you have two or three tips that you would want to share with any trapper that you like, whether it's your favorite bait, your favorite trap, you know, equipment setup. Do you have anything that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I would say I, um, I had a, a few different things and I, um, being in a lot of TNR communities and chat rooms, I've seen some people know about the, uh, I know a lot of people know mackerel usually use Jack mackerel. A few people have heard the KFC thing uh the skin off a kfc will actually it it works well for whatever reason i don't know what they put in the chicken for that but it works well it does trap but i actually a crazy story one thing that i did i trapped a cat without any food one time and it was with the the red laser pointer ah yeah Yeah. it was he was chasing it around i ran it towards the trap and even without food in there he ran his little butt in there i don't know if i ever be able to do that move again Yep. But, but it worked I that would, day. Yeah. I would recommend it though. If if people was having problems and you had a red laser pointer, maybe the cat is playful. Maybe it's not about the food or or anything to that degree. Maybe you could use something like that. I think that's a that's a great idea. And what's your trap of choice? Or do you use all different kinds of traps? Well, being a nonprofit, you know, people uh donate. So uh we I will I have had people donate uh have a heart traps but i prefer true catch the true catch traps are they, they pretty good i've uh, the only thing that i've heard about it is maybe if you flip it over then the rings may allow the cat to get out but it would literally have to flip upside down so i think i, li- I really like the true catch traps yeah a lot of people use uh ties to keep that door tied down yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when they're carrying because they've popped out at in parking lots and that kind of thing Celebrating the welfare of all cats, the International Cat Association is the world's largest genetic registry of pedigreed cats and the number one registry for non-pedigreed cats and kittens, known as household pets. Whether you adopt or shop, the International Cat Association is the one-stop shop for all cat lovers. The International Cat Association is more than 6,000 members in 104 different countries who all speak the language of cat lover by helping make an impact on the health and welfare of all cats. Members serve to educate and foster responsible spay-neuter awareness in local communities and are active volunteers at local animal shelters and outreach programs for schools and or senior and disabled citizens. The International Cat Association members also take active roles in numerous citizen advisory groups to foster responsible legislation regarding the health and welfare of cats. To learn more about the International Cat Association, go to www.tica.org. Do you struggle with self-care and taking time for yourself? Recharge and reconnect with your passion at the Rescue Me Retreat, a four-day, three-night getaway for animal caregivers, volunteers, and activists that focuses on managing compassion fatigue and burnout. 
During the retreat, you'll be surrounded by a small group of people that share your passion for helping animals. You'll be given a safe space to talk about some of the struggles that are inherent in animal welfare work, plus the opportunity to slow down, relax, and have fun. The Rescue Me Retreat will be held from June 29th through July 2nd on beautiful Lake Michigan and includes healthy meals, nature hikes, massage, group activities, and discussions, one-on-one sessions with compassion fatigue therapist Jennifer Blau, access to the beach and water activities, yoga, and more. Learn more at thecompassionfatiguepodcast.com slash rescue dash me dash retreat and get $100 off if you register before April 1st. You spend so much time taking care of others. You deserve this. Are you a fan of the drop trap? I, I am. I, it depends. Usually with the drop trap, I, I go with the regular true catch, but I have used the drop trap before depending on the cat in the situation. Some of them are too smart. Sometimes you have to use a drop trap. I mean, you got to be ready to use whatever type of trap depending on the situation. A lot of times I've had to use the little smaller squirrel traps that they're usually for, but it was kittens. And a lot of times with the bigger have a heart or true catch traps, uh, a kitten or a smaller cat may not be as heavy to set the trap off. Mm. So if I'm in a situation where it's a smaller cat, that's, you know, he's just become big enough to eat on his own. I may need to use a smaller trap. So all different types of traps, I've, I've, I'm definitely going to get it. So a drop trap, smaller squirrel trap. Oh, yeah, I use them all. <laughs> whatever, whatever works, whatever works. What works. I'm going to get that baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I, w- I want to ask you a question about strategy because I always like trying to find out a trapper's strategy, too. When you go into a colony, do you try and do like a large scale mass trapping or are you dependent upon the gifts of the clinic scheduler in terms of, you know, I'll take three appointments today and two appointments tomorrow? Or are you in a situation where you're able to do like a 10 or 20 cat day? I, yeah, I can do I can do a lot. I could do a lot. Um, I definitely have to speak with the clinics and vets. But one of the things about Trap King that I want to do is show people that we all work together in this community. A lot of times I, I know on a, another show uh, you had, you all were talking about compassion fatigue and burnout and what, and that's another thing that I want to work against. And that, I think that happens when we don't work together a lot. So I work with a lot of different clinics and shelters. I'm able to trap a lot because I work with everybody. It's, it's really nobody that I, uh, I wouldn't work with. So if I had, I'll take five cats here, 10 cats over there and, Four more somewhere else if I have to. If it, whatever it takes to get the babies taken care of, that's that's what I'm gonna do. So a lot of times, I am able to trap twenty, even more. I've I've had nights where I've gone over twenty in one night. My yeah. first night trapping, I think I caught like ten. Mm-hmm. It's fun, right? I yeah, mean- <laughs> you feel like a bounty hunter out there. That's what I want to let people know. Like, hey, it's, this can be rewarding if you like cats, and even if you don't like cats, TNR is rewarding. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, up here in Massachusetts, we have been doing TNR for such a long time that 
we still do it, but it's sort of at a different scale to a certain degree, but there are definitely some hot pockets still. And when the trappers that have had to deal with sort of going out and doing sort of more the onesie twosie trapping and they go into the hot pocket areas, it's sort of like a uh, trapper's holiday, I call it, because they like will come out with like 10 cats and they're like so thrilled, you know, (laughs) because they feel like they've accomplished so much where you have to wait like three days for that last cat at the last location. And so, you know, we're really focusing as a, a group of different organizations coming together to make sure that we have programs sort of in those hot pocket areas so that, you know, we don't let anything get out of control. So hopefully that's the direction that things are going for you down in in Atlanta. One of the things though, with all of this, you know, comes money. How are you being funded at this point in time or are you looking for funding for, for future work? Well, I'm currently right now, luckily for me, I mean, my uh, trap, I have Trap King merchandise uh, shirts. A lot of people were pretty supportive of the Trap King shirts. And that between that and my GoFundMe is how I've been able uh, to, to pay for surgeries, traps and everything that I need. I'm hoping going forward that I could do more as far as, like I said, renting traps out and letting people know that they can do it and all. But for you know, as of now, I haven't even had any grants or anything. It's just been mainly donations and support of a lot of people. And that's that's a good sign because that's what I, I really want to get more people involved and bridge that, that gap in communication between uh, black community and animal rescue. So a lot of places I've gone, a lot of neighborhoods I've gone to, because I come and I make it like a party, it's music and fun and it's cool. People are saying, hey, I, I think I want to be like Trap King. I, I like what this guy's doing. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that, too. So that connection with pop culture and I guess people thinking it's cool. A lot of people have been supportive of my merchandise, the Trap King merchandise. That's been the main donation that I've received is people support me with the shirts. And that has Kept me out here paying for surgeries. I actually was, I just dropped some babies off at uh, intake this morning at Planned Parenthood. Mm. So mm-hmm. keep it going. So, so folks should buy a Trap King shirt and help support the cause. Oh, yeah, definitely. Please get your Trap King shirt. I have, I will have some Trap Queen, some exclusive Trap Queen available at uh, Java Cat soon. <laughs> that sounds great. We were talking a little bit before we started recording about your thoughts about talking about TNR community cats with maybe some organizations that we in general would never think that we want to necessarily get involved with helping community cats. You're talking about sort of fraternity type organizations or, you know, sort of different types of, of organizations. And I was just wondering if you might be willing to s- expand on some of that visionary thought that you had. Yeah. I wanted to show one of your uh, shows that I listened to before. I think her name it was Kate and she was on the show and she was talking about helping people in the prisons with, with cats and they could help with the cats one of the things and that was a rare that was a unique idea and i liked it. it it was one of the things that i'm doing that i'm working on now is a group called clouder and it would it's kind of like sons of anarchy meets tnr and it, its purpose is is kind of like a biker gang or a fraternity but in a fraternity people pay dues and they volunteer and that's donations and volunteering is two of the most important things in animal rescue so using that that format, 
I, like I said, I would like it to clouder to be something like uh, Sons of Anarchy meets TNR to where it could be something to get more men and just different demographics engaged in TNR motorcycle jackets with patches for different levels of trapping and hmm. just making it really cool. Cause the location at a uh, Java cat, the, the second Java cats location that'll be Java cats and trap King it's I'm building it like a man cave, like a cat man cave. And that'll be the start of where I want to start cloud or like a fraternity where people can join and really get into TNR and engage them into it. Do you envision that actually developing into like different chapters and maybe oh, expanding yeah. around the country? The goal of it is all over the country. I want to be able to have a different chapter or colony in every city or state to where if people are, because one of the things that I've noticed where I was lucky at, because I'm unique and I'm unique in the sense that I'm a black man with dealing with uh, TNR and cats. A lot of people that care and they do TNR just as well. They've been doing it longer than me and probably do it better. But they're not, I guess, as unique in the situation. May have some time, some problems, uh, great building funds. I want to be able to help with that. I think Clouder is something that could help not just with what I'm doing, but any other TNR local group or groups like H&H Woods that are just, they just feed colonies. So with Clouder, I, I want that to be something in every city, every state that can connect with uh, other groups, shelters, and really do the thing, get more men involved. I think that is a fantastic idea. One of the things that I find, and I'm sure you find it too, because you were mentioning compassion fatigue, is that so many of us who have been out trapping find it quite isolating at times, very alone. And I find that we're talking about community cats. We have this word community going on all the time, but yet I don't necessarily think that the folks that are out there trapping really feel like they're part of a community or feel like they have that support out there. So having some sort of a fraternity feel for anybody, I mean, of, of, you know, of all types and everything, just to have that bond. I, I mean, I've made some incredible friends with people being involved in this cause. And these are people I would have never met otherwise. Exactly. And, and we have this great bond. And I feel like there's a large percentage of the us out there that doesn't have that feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I want to change. I, so many volunteers while I've been doing this, so many of my volunteers, my cat ladies, will go to a tough neighborhood and I give them some traps and some mackerel and they go out and they say, and they'll call me back later or the next day and say, I couldn't do it. You know, the young men, it's a bunch of young black guys in the neighborhood and they fussing at them and cursing at them and scaring them off. That's something that has to stop. And that's something that something with Clouder, I, I want to bridge that gap and let them understand that for one, we should be cleaning up and helping the cats in our community. We should be interested in that. For two, if someone else is, if a cat lady's coming and she's trying to help out, help your community, then you should embrace her. And if it takes something like Clouder, if she has to look cool to do it, then I can be that cool for her. I can help her so that we don't have to deal with that issue. Cause I've had a lot of, a lot of that happen where my cat ladies go to certain neighborhoods and they're, they aren't as accepted at all. They're, they're kind of ran out. And that's mm -hmm. something that, even here in Atlanta with just Trap King starting out, I can see a difference. And I've been able to say, hey, look, it's more like a party, man. These ladies are cool. They're coming over here. They're doing this, this. 
I got my music playing. And suddenly the whole attitude has changed. It's not just a finger wagging. Hey, we coming to do this in your neighborhood is dirty. It's more so, hey, these ladies is cool and this guy's cool. And I think I want to do this, too. I'm going <laughs> to do it with them. <laughs> so what's your greatest challenge at this point in time? Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, my greatest challenge has been some of the TNR animal rescue community have been a little afraid of me a little bit because of the the verbiage, the trap king. And it's a little my approach is a little edgier. So that's been one of the things, believe it or not, some people have not been too fond of my edgier approach. But I do I, I would I, I do hope that people understand that, you know, even the term trap king, everything that I'm doing is to gain more attention and then different demographics. It's totally passion and love. I, I really, I know my edgier approach. Sometimes people have said, hey, don't say that. Don't say it like that. But some of the cat ladies that train me are pre- have pretty foul mouths. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. It's not as bad. I, I, do, I do want people to know that I'm not a lack of being able to express myself or just vulgar for no reason. It is a method to my madness. So that's the issue. If anything, I probably had the most people coming and send calling or sending me text messages saying now sterling did you have to say that like that could you ease up on chasing tail that's a little (laughs) it's it's great to have a play on words you know and and it makes it fun and you you know obviously you're a fun guy and you have performance in your in your background you know i think the music is great and creativity is something that we need. That's what you have to be is creative when you're out on the street. You're problem solving all the time because you're negotiating with different people. Everybody's got different passions, attitudes, ideas. Then they're the cats with their challenges. So you have to be creative all the time. So you have that skill set going on. And, and the more we can get out in, in all the different ways, you know, the better. I used to tell people when I was managing a shelter and people would complain about how Sally Sue was cleaning one litter box one way versus another way. And I said, you know what? We all brush our teeth the different way. But the important part is at the end of the day, the teeth are clean. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've said that so many times. Like, yeah, I, I just want it done. I want help for the cats in this. You know, if we sit around and get on every, each other about the way it's being done instead of just getting it done and working together, that can hurt. And I think that's where the compassion, fatigue and burnout comes in. And a lot of times people are afraid and feel like they can't do it that way. I think if we could do it in a way where it's fun and more relatable to us and we feel comfortable, more people will get into it. Like, like I said, we're hating in Java cats. That's one way. It may be, like you said, community cat centers. It's so many different ways and so many different approaches. And I think if everyone feels like their way could be helpful, it feels good. If you, it, it hurts to feel like you, you know, you try something and someone says, well, that's not how you do it. That's not right. You're doing it wrong. You're wasting your time. Right. That negative energy is not helpful. Yeah. I try to really keep the energy positive no matter what. I mean, whoever I'm dealing with, I wanted to, I want the energy to be positive and I want it to be fun. That's actually in animal rescue. If you've been in animal rescue, it is positive energy and it is fun. So that's I just want everybody to see that part of it. So, uh, Sterling, if folks are interested in getting one of those Trap King shirts or wants to find out more about the work that you're doing, how would they find you? You can find me on Instagram 
I am under the underscore original underscore trap king. Or you can also find me on Facebook under Sterling Davis. Also on Facebook is uh, the Trap King Humane Facebook page. So you can find me under Trap King Humane Solutions Facebook page, as well as my website, which people have (laughs) contacted me about my website needing to be upgraded. It is in the process of being upgraded. But you can also find me there at uh, www.trapking.com humane.org and then is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners i do one one final thing i want to say and i i always say this i've been saying it for a while but i really mean it and i'm probably gonna beat it in people's heads you do not lose cool points for compassion (laughs) it doesn't matter if you like cats it doesn't matter if you don't tnr trap new to return is a good thing is good either way Fellas out there, again, you do not lose cool points for compassion. When I come back on the show, I do not want to be the only black guy that's around on this show. It needs to be a lot more, a lot more uh, engagement and activity. So excellent. Sounds great. Well, Sterling, I want to thank you so much for all that you've done and continue to do. I am looking forward to uh, seeing what happens over the next three to five years with the work that you do, because I just I can see lots of good positive energy in that direction. And I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I really hope you'll be a guest in the future. Thank you so much. And I would love to be love being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 